0: Jcastnetwork.org.
1: Shalom and welcome to Daily Daf Differently.
0: I am Rabbi Michael
1: Pitkowski, and today we will learn Shabbat Daf Twenty Six. Today's Daf continues a discussion of oils and materials that a person is permitted to use in order to light Shabbat candles. At the end of yesterday's Daf, we read that according to Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar, it is forbidden to use balsam to light Shabbat candles. The Gemara asked why is it forbidden to use balsam? And two answers were given. The first was that since the smell of balsam is so pleasant and it spreads so far, a person might end up using the candle in a manner that would lead to violating Shabbat. The pleasing fragrance p- presents a danger to Shabbat observance. The second answer is that balsam is a very volatile substance and may end up causing a fire. This second explanation is followed by one of those hard-to-believe Talmudic stories. There was once a mother-in-law who hated her daughter-in-law. She, the mother-in-law, said, Go dress yourself up with balsam oil. The daughter-in-law went and did it. When she came back, she, the mother-in-law, said to the daughter-in-law, Go light the candle. She went and did it. A flame flew out on her and she was consumed in fire. I will be honest with you and say that I have very strong doubts that a mother-in-law had her daughter-in-law anoint herself with balsam oil, hoping that she would burst in the flames. Rather, I think that this story is trying to teach us a lesson about the sometimes very tense and possibly acrimonious relations that can develop between a mother and daughter-in-law. This is an example of a Talmudic story that stretches reality a bit in order to teach us something truthful about people in the world around us. Today's page of Talmud includes other teachings about the oils and other substances that one can use to light Shabbat candles. As a result of discussing oil that comes from trees, the Gemara starts a discussion about fabric that comes from trees, and what are the minimum requirements for something to be considered a size of clothing. This discussion is important for matters of purity and impurity. Only if a piece of clothing is of a minimum size is it susceptible to becoming impure. Not only is the size of clothing discussed, but also what types of materials can be used in order for something to be considered clothing, a beged. One interesting aspect of the discussion about the minimum size required in order to qualify as a piece of clothing is whether the same measurement applies both to poor people and rich people. The Gemara acknowledges that the amount of fabric which for per person is enough to qualify as a piece of clothing is not the same as that for a wealthier person. For a rich person, the minimum size of fabric that for a per person is acceptable just isn't large enough to be considered by them clothing. I would like to return to a Tana Enoch Baraita on 26a that discusses which oils a person is permitted to use in order to light Shabbat candles. Rabbi Tarfun said that people should only be permitted to use olive oil, since that is the highest quality material for lighting candles. The reaction of Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri to Rabbi Tarfun's statement was quick. He stood up on his feet and said, What will the people in Babylonia do who have only sesame oil? What will the people in Media do who have only nut oil? What will the people in Alexandria do who have only radish oil? What will the people of Cappadocia do who have neither the one nor the other, but only Nafta? What you have as prohibited is only what the sages have actually stated is prohibited. Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri realized that Rabbi Tarfun's high standards would exclude many people from fulfilling the mitzvah of lighting Shabbat candles. He concluded by saying that the only oils that are prohibited are those that are explicitly mentioned in the Mishnah. No one is allowed to add to them, to add to them, or to hold people to a higher standard. I think that many of us can identify with Rabbi Yochanan Ben Nori's reaction. Often we feel as if people, whether they be rabbis or laity, seem to be continually adding more and more prohibitions, making it harder for those who already live an observant Jewish life, and closing the door to those who might be interested in living an observant Jewish life. The bar for Jewish life is set so high that it is out of many people's reach. Rabbi Yehuda Brandis of Israel said that Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nori's welcoming approach to Jewish law allowed for generations of Jews in desperate circumstances to continue their Jewish observance. During the Shoah, Jews used potato peels for lighting candles. In Siberia, they used car grease and oil. To some extent, according to Rabbi Brandis, all of these people were able to hold on to Jewish observance in life because of Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri's approach to Jewish law. People are more than welcome to invest more money and resources than the average person in fulfilling the commandments, but we have to make sure that people understand that this is not what is required of everyone, that the door to Jewish observance in life must be kept open as wide as possible in order to allow as many people as possible to enter. There is a time for Rabbi Tarfun, but it should be Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nori's voice which should be heard the loudest. Thank you, Oat, and see you at the next
0: DAF. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily DAF Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.